This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to Be Morris Code. I'm too loud in my own ear. That's not good. I love New Edition. They were, they still are actually one of my favorite groups. They just move kind of like I move now, which is not always <laughs> flattering. <laughs> but at least they can still get the get the words out. The best one probably, though, is Bobby Brown. Ooh, goodness gracious. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back, The Morris Code. I'm your host, I think, Dr. J. I am now with Dennis Lab Schools, and I'm super excited. So I don't know if you all remember or not, but last school year, we had, you remember, Don? I remember. <laughs> Who did we have? We had Michael and Avery. <laughs> we talked about rocket math. Yes! <laughs> Awesome. And of course, Keith. <laughs> and of course, Keith, right? I mean, he was here. He was along for the ride. <laughs> but oh hmm. my, like that was like the <laughs> best show. <laughs> you talking about off the rails. <laughs> the, the, we never got on them. <laughs> I don't even know if we got to the train with those two. It was the best. And so Keith was, Keith, Keith. <laughs> Keith was kind of like the sidekick to Michael and Avery. Um, but they really talked about the project that they were working on. It was a great illustration example of project-based learning. So today, uh, Michael and Avery are not with us. They may join us some other time. But I'm sure that they're big, booked and busy and got agents <laughs> after the last show. So, Keith, will you introduce uh, our our new guest? Um, sure. Which will not be nearly as hype. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Michael or Avery. No, no, ma'am. <laughs> no, so I brought with me Colleen Weitengruber today, and she's our sixth grade math teacher at Dennis. Colleen, tell us about you. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I've been teaching for 12 years. This is my 12th year teaching. This is my ninth year in DPS and my third year at Dennis third year middle school teacher yeah where'd you come from are you from Decatur no um I I'm from the suburbs of Chicago okay which one uh it's New Lenox <laughs> it's near Joliet <laughs> yeah so no, I'm just asking because yeah. we used to live in Chicago but we lived in the city so my oh, husband yeah, no. worked in Lombard and okay. Oak Brook New Lenox I lived in Joliet for a little okay. bit of time yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah, so you're here. So I'm here. Maybe. Yeah. When I graduated college, I went to NIU. Um, the education field was much different than it is now, and there were about a thousand applicants for every teaching position. Yeah. So I worked as a TA for two years uh, before I was able to get a teaching job, and so I came to Decatur. My first year teaching, I was at Parsons. I was a kindergarten teacher. Oh my. Yeah, never do that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She might be good as Michael. <laughs> No, not your no, jam. It was, it was a foot in the door, and yeah. I haven't left Decatur. We've been here since 2012. So. And you're the mom of three, right? Yes, I have three kids uh, and a husband. And oh, yeah. uh, They're important. Yeah, he's, he's there, too. <laughs> um, but um, my oldest is nine. She's in fourth grade at Montessori. Our middle is five. He's in kindergarten at Montessori. And our youngest is two. He's at 
kids and fitness. My um, both of mine attended Montessori when we lived in Tennessee, and uh, and it's so it's super interesting because we were just talking about the kids off airing, and uh, kid one is a senior this year, and I um, still have a really good relationship with Miss Krista O'Daniel, who was the Montessori instructor for both of my kids when we lived in Tennessee. We didn't have as well of an experience in Montessori when we moved to Mississippi. But um, I absolutely, it was so unbelievably, uh, in particular for Kid One, Kyle, he's classified as gifted on paper. But we live with a teenage, 17-year-old <laughs> teenage, teenage young man. But um, just enjoyed that experience uh, with the school and with the culture. So... Speaking of school and culture, let's talk about Dennis and let's talk about the. It's been a summer. The, <laughs> oh <laughs> boy, yeah. y'all got a lot going so, on. So what I realized this summer was that I have not moved, nor have I changed my job, but my commute has gotten progressively longer over the last five six years. Has As, it? Yes, because we, we I used to work out of the building, <laughs> uh, the one that the original Dennis building. Yeah. Um, and then when we went dual campus, I went over to the one that was French Academy, and so my commute got a little longer there. So the original one was the one that's right on in on the West End. Right? Uh, in the West in End the on West Main End. Street. Okay. Yeah, just okay. past uh, Millican there. Okay. And then when we were dual campus, I was at Kaleidoscope, which is the old French Academy building. So. Commute got a little bit longer then. French Academy is up the street. On wood. On wood. Okay. Yep. okay. Yep. And now we're at the Garfield site, or John Adams, for those who were around when it was back then, in South Shores. And so <laughs> nothing's changed about my house or my job, but the commute has changed. <laughs> so how has it been? Like, there was such a ton, a ton, a ton of discussion, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. But just in transitioning and making sure kids and families and staff and teachers and in the building, how has it gone or what do you want to share? Well, I mean, no transition is easy. Right. They're always difficult. Um, and there are always moments where there are things that you miss and things that you appreciate about the new thing. Um, the What has been amazing though through this transition is the amount of people who have rallied around yeah. to make this happen uh the garfield site had a building with 15 classrooms in it and we had two buildings that were completely closed and had limited access to get the things out yep. and um while we started three weeks late uh, it, it's a miracle because now we have 16 extra classrooms three like functional buildings that were built we're all back on one campus instead yeah. of uh, split across a dual campus. And um, just amazing how quickly it came together and how many people rallied around yep. to make it happen. So kids are good, transitioned well. Kids are great. Kids are more resilient Aren't than the they? adults are. Oh, it's, okay. it's the adults that are going to have the harder time moving, the harder <laughs> expectations that uh -huh. aren't met. Um, the kids were thrilled. They saw the brand new playground out there and they were good. They're like, I could be here. This is great. Yeah. This is going to be no problem. But it's really amazing. There are three modular units outside okay. of the main building and they're just about a parking lot away. So that's not too far that you're walking when you're outside and doing that. But each Two of the modulars have six full classrooms in it. They have sure. restrooms in each of them. They don't feel flimsy. They feel like buildings, buildings. That, that just popped up. And then the other one has four. So we've got our middle school, 
sixth through eighth grade, and then our fourth and fifth graders are out in those modular units. And all three are connected by walkways, so the students can get from one yeah. to the other very easily. Um, they're all secured. Everybody thought about all the little things from can we ring the school bells and make announcements in there to yeah. all of those things. And it, it just works, and it works great. I think that um, sometimes, shoot, I don't know how to say it in a good way. I'm going to say it in a really good way because I'm working on being more self-aware. I just think this <laughs> that sometimes we have to take the opportunity when change presents itself and we don't have too many options, right? Mm -hmm. Like every now and again, we are moved out of the way for a reason or we are shifted for a reason. And we don't sometimes we sit in the the get stuck in the I don't want or it doesn't look like what we thought it should look like when really there's an opportunity to do something and have a different and a greater level impact on whatever it is and so I'm glad that the, the students are in never have a question about their resilience I'm glad that the 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 adults are in or maybe they've gone somewhere else I don't know but I'm glad that it's moving forward and the school year has started it's always amazing how we hear a lot of conversation and then when we see things work all of the conversation mm -hmm. died down. Yeah. So great. Okay. I'm just going to say that. You just say, mm -hmm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk, Colleen, about teaching math. And let's talk about uh, what I really want to be sure we give some space and time great. to is the math conference that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's, mm -hmm. that's coming. So how do y'all, how do we want to so introduce So I had it? the, the, Great honor to, to go into Colleen's classroom and take a look at what she was doing. And, and I don't know how she did it, but in the midst of this move <laughs> and all of the crazy stuff that was going on in terms of getting classrooms set up, she also wanted to, uh, was deeply invested in having her students more engaged and getting more impact for them about yeah. thinking math-wise. And so she found something called Building Thinking Classrooms and has run with it in her classroom. And to see it work... Um, in action is just really impressive because it turns some of the things on its ear and puts students in more control. So I'll let her talk more about how it works and things like that, but That'd it is great. impressive to see. So when I started teaching middle school math, um, I joined, you know, Facebook group yep. with middle school math teachers and it was a lot of the same frustrations. Like how do you get your kids to actually do work? You know, in middle school, they don't care. How do you get them engaged? And a lot of people would say, building thinking classrooms, read the book, read the book. It mm -hmm. changed my classroom. It's amazing. And so it was kind of on my radar. Yeah. Um, and so last spring, I really decided, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get this. the book and yep. I'm going to do it. And then I found a graduate course, yeah. an online graduate course this summer. So I took that course, mm -hmm. which really made me read the book and do assignments and really dig into the meaning yeah. of everything. And then our math coordinator, Kelly Murray, did uh, professional development this summer with the book, a book study. Yeah. So I was doing the graduate course and a book study this summer, like all in. All in. And ready to go. I even moved classrooms on the last day of school before yeah. our schools shut down <laughs> so that I could have a bigger classroom to do this in. Yeah. See how that turned out. And then, um, so I knew that I was going to jump in. So I was doing all the things this summer to get myself ready and then when we had our three-week delay, I used that time to start prepping. Yeah. And so I was making the rubrics and starting to plan the things and prep as much as I could without being in my classroom. And uh, yeah, I just jumped in day one. Like, this is what we have to do. And I love that I started day one 
because when kids come to sixth grade at Dennis, it's their first experience in middle school. Yeah. So they don't know any different. That's right. So when you come to sixth grade math, this is how we do it. And it's going to look a lot different than what you've done in the past. Right. But because it, everything is new for middle school students, switching classes, you yeah. know, just it's all new. And so I felt like this was a perfect opportunity to start something new with them also. So starting from day one, um, the way it works is students work in random groups uh-huh. every day. And around the perimeter of the classroom, I have um, whiteboards that they can work at. And when they come in the room, they get their random card and they have to go and to that group. Yeah. And those are the people they have to work with for the day, for the class period. Yeah. And so um, there's a lot less teacher instruction mm-hmm. and it's more, here's what I want you to figure out. Yep. The three of you work together and figure it out. And so we let them work for a little while and then we kind of come back together and then we say, okay, what did we do? Yeah. So it's a lot less, um, it's a lot less direct. Yeah. There's there's a lot less sitting, which that that was a, you know, they had to build that up because they're like, what is this? Like you make me stand here all day. Yep. Yep. We are welcome to sixth grade math. This is what we do here. And so, um, I feel like the kids just, they took it and, and ran with it. I mean, they didn't, they just done it. They just did it. And it was super cool. And um, the way the book presents itself is you're supposed to, you know, implement a little bit at a time. And I just jumped all jumped in. in. We're doing it all. <laughs> so there's a conference coming up. Yes. Yeah. So let's there's talk a about national this. math conference in Washington, D.C. at the end of the month. And for the first time in a long time, actually, we've got um, a math team that is solid and committed uh, to Dennis. It's a hard to fill area. Um, but this is a group of people that are really strongly working together to collaborate. And we would really love to send them to the conference because at this conference, not only are they going to meet and network with math teachers and math thinking nationwide, but this particular building thinking classrooms is doing presentations yeah. at that. And so they can get some more training for that. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's really hard within a school budget to be able to come up with. We think it'll take about five thousand dollars to send the three of them to D.C. for the couple of days for the conference. So we're just trying to reach out to folks who might be interested in supporting something yep. different, something, some people who are passionate about math, yep. um, math instruction for kids, or feel like that's an important thing, or, you know, uh, feel like they want to try and make a difference and get excited about this thing. Cause it turns it's on its head. The kids are talking about, they don't take notes in math. That's like right. I used to, they're, they don't take they're notes, writing, they make notes. they're making notes to their future yes. self. That's right. And what do you, what is your future self going to need to remember? And so it's very student driven, which aligns with exactly what we're trying to do mm-hmm. at Dennis about being innovative and changing things and moving in the direction that's going to benefit students. And so there's a, uh, it's building thinking classrooms. Our goal is $5,000. It's focused on STEM. It's focused on middle school and it's focused on math and that's one of the things that's near and dear to my heart I have I was sharing earlier my high school career was three years and I think my highest grade is C minus and probably mostly D's but I have a bachelor's in math and statistics and part of the reason why was not because I couldn't understand but it was the delivery mode right Mm -hmm. and it was sit and get and be still and be quiet all day write the notes and then give them back to me never could understand why you want me to write the notes and give them back to you right (laughs) yeah the the introduction in the book talks about all the student behavior studenting is what he calls it and you know a lot of your kids they mimic because 
I do, we do, you do. Yeah. I do it, then we do it, and then you do it. And you regurgitate it, but you don't actually learn it. You don't learn it. So, And so I think that this is something that's um, super interesting and very uh, beneficial, even if it captures um, the majority of our students and not necessarily all of our students. How can they reach out if somebody wants to donate or contribute? Can they reach out to you? Yeah, they can email me um, at the school and that you can find on the website or give the school a call. Um, that would be fantastic. And then we can kind of figure out how to go from there. Um, but any help would be fantastic and we would love it to send it out. And I think it's going to make a huge impact on student learning. Thank you, Keith, for joining. Thank you, Colleen, for joining. I will see y'all soon. And y'all welcome back anytime, with or without Michael and Avery. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have to. There's gonna have yeah, to be a Michael and Avery hour. Yeah, it is, and I'm. I'm We're all gonna grow in. with them. You yeah. know, we can do a retrospective after ten years. You know, and see. <laughs> they definitely how have they to have come changed. back this year. I'm. I'm all. That would be so much fun. If y'all missed any of the show, check out the podcast on NowDecator.com. You've been listening to the Morris Code. We. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.